Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 13, meaning we're in Genesis chapter 25 and 26, Mark 5 verses 21 through to 43, and then we finish off with Psalm 6. Let's begin by looking at our Old Testament passage. We continue to follow the covenant of God from Abraham through to Isaac, his son, and now we learn that Isaac and Rebekah were to have twins. Now verse 23 gives us a lot of insight as to what will come in the future. These two babies will represent two nations, and these two nations will not get on. They will be at odds with one another. And unusually, the younger will lead, the older will serve. Even to this day, it is often the older that takes lead in matters of estate. But for some reason, in these twins, the reverse would occur. In the end, two sons were born, Esau, the older, and Jacob, the younger. Now, Jacob was cunning and bartered to get the birthright of Esau. The birthright is essentially entitlement to Esau to the family's possessions, land and wealth upon his father's death. In selling it, he is essentially giving Jacob the right to the family. A fulfilment of verse 23, the younger leading and the older serving. And it was a foolish thing for Esau to do, but it was also an opportunistic viewpoint of Jacob to grab hold of something like the birthright. At the beginning of chapter 26, we read how the covenant with Abraham is now being passed to Isaac. Now, before we delve into the chapter, note verse 1 and see how there is famine in the land. A long time has passed since the Garden of Eden, and clearly the curse on the earth is now being recognised. The ground is hard to work, and food is difficult to find. We also see, sadly, that the same negative sinful behaviours in Abraham are now being seen in Isaac with this ridiculous circumstance of lying about his wife. It seems that the men in this family have relationship issues and won't submit to the Lord's protection when it comes to their marriage. Yet even with this sin, the Lord was with Isaac, blessing him as he served the Lord. However, notice in verse 35, Esau becomes a problem. Not only was he now serving his younger brother, not only had he sold his birthright, but now he was being a real pain to his parents, causing bitterness to settle within this family. As you read through Genesis today, we have God's blessing and guiding his people today. And we have people responding in mixed manner of sin and faithfulness. And we can see that really in our passage, can't we? Because we all respond to God like this, hot and cold, faithfulness and sin. Yet we are to train ourselves in godliness and daily repent from our sins so that we can be on fire for Jesus and serve him only. So the question is, what can you do this week to respond to God in faithfulness? What distractions or elements of your life do you need to cut out to avoid sinning before God? Let's head into our New Testament passage and into Mark's Gospel. And we have two miraculous healings noted together, yet both revealing the character of God in Jesus. The first healing is that of the woman with a bleeding disorder. She had tried every earthly way and remedy to try and cure herself of this bleeding disorder, but all it did was to serve to make her worse. With her only hope now in Jesus, she walked through the crowd and tried to get close to Jesus. Even in her trial, she had great faith in Jesus. All she wanted to do was touch his garment and she knew she would be healed. Here is something astounding about Jesus. He knew when the power had left him. Think about this for a moment. There's a large crowd pressing on Jesus, likely many people touching him, likely getting kind of jostled about in this crowd. Yet one single touch, not on him, but on his garments was felt. 
Why? Well, Jesus knew that the power to heal had been used. And as Jesus proclaims, the simple faith of this woman led her to be healed. I wonder, do we sometimes overcomplicate faith? Think about that for a moment. Do you approach Jesus with ifs and buts and really lots of confusion? Or do you approach him with faith? It's not that we dumb down Jesus and reduce what he's capable of. Rather, we are to have a deeper faith in his abilities and his supreme power. Do you approach Jesus with complete faith, knowing he has the power to change everything? The second healing, and to some extent, is more dramatic. The daughter of Jairus is seriously ill. In fact, she dies during the time her father went to see Jesus. Many doubt what was possible, yet Jesus reassures, just believe, just have faith, for the Son of God is walking amongst you. In all the commotion and in all the debate, Jesus brings this daughter back to life. Once again, simple faith led to a dramatic life-changing event, yet doubt and fear led to commotion and confusion. Do you see how doubt can be a real problem in our lives? We're not to doubt, we're to trust in Jesus, put our faith in him. It might be a tough week at work, it might be a problem in your life, it might be health worries, but we're not to doubt. Instead, we're to place our faith in Jesus and know that he has the power to change everything. Finally, we have Psalm 6. It's an interesting start to a psalm, isn't it? Do not rebuke or discipline me in your wrath. The psalmist fears the wrath of God and fears being corrected by it, for the wrath of God is all-consuming. Instead, the psalmist humbly submits to the Lord that he is weak from the foes of evil around him. He needs deliverance, not discipline. Having started in anguish, look at the confidence of verse 9. The Lord has heard my plea and accepts my prayer. We should be encouraged by this psalm. We may enter prayer in anguish and despair, but we will leave prayer in confidence that our Lord has heard and is answering our prayer. It's interesting to think upon our own prayer lives, isn't it? Do we come to God or do we go to others when we're in trial? When we go to others, do we ever feel confident and that the solution has been found? Confidence comes by faith in the one we pray to. So let us this week be driven to prayer and find hope in the answers of the Lord. Let me close our time by praying. Father, we once again thank you for our reading that we've been going through today. We pray that we would have faith like these two individuals in the New Testament, faith that Jesus can change everything in our lives. Father, we pray that as the psalmist prayed, that as we come in anguish and despair, that you would hear our prayers and that you would help us in our daily struggles. We pray that as you help us in our daily struggles, we'll be able to reflect the peace that is God is an action in our lives and he is in control and he will bring a solution to our trial. Father, help us have that faith that leads us back to Jesus, knowing that we have complete confidence in his power, in his ability and in his authority. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.